everyone, welcome back to Corked Stats, powered by the Mayo Media Net here on YouTube, presented by Jock Market, the brand new daily fantasy app where Wall Street meets Main Street meets 161st Street, and you actually make money. Wow, what a novel idea, man. Download the app for free. They're going to give you the first 100 bucks matched for free. And if it's free, it's for me. Use the promo code MMN, Mayo Media Net. And then we'll meet you on Wall Street, baby. We are in there every single day. And it begins here on the show. Cork Stats, the first brick in the foundation every single day as we try to build up to the sky, building that sand castle right on the shoreline, knowing tomorrow's going to come away and wash away the work, but never mind that, man. We are here to do the thing that we do, me, you, and the Cork Stats crew with the three pillars of profit. We're starting off with Daily DFS and Jock Market. Let's dive right on in. Remember, all the names that we drop are viable across the board. If you make it through the kind of the gauntlet of filters that is my player model, you go with it, baby. If you can play Jock Market, then you could jump on the Patreon page with me. Don't worry, you don't have to pay. It's free Treon, me Treon, you and, you know, me on doing the darn thing but it's really kind of important that you see how we do it we have star ratings and pricings all this is really thanks to pat mayo giving me the avenue to provide all this stuff to you but if you can't play jock market these players are all viable you know total base plays some of them are half base total base props some of them are one and a half total base props but those are plus money which you know we love you can dial down the risk if you're going to get a plus 135 a lot of those hit Especially if you're taking, you know, a bunch of them like we're going to lay out here today. We're definitely making money, man. It's really cool. There's a lot of people applying the information here in different ways. And that's what I think is so very important. You know, I cover the entire spectrum. It's kind of the thing that we do. Not every game opens itself up to profiting in betting. It might be a player thing. It might be a jock market thing. It might be a fantasy baseball thing. We're going to do it all. Let's dive up into the daily stacks. We're starting with the let's go. Mets go facing Annabelle, um, Aaron Sanchez. Sorry about that. 4 4 batting average 1050 OPS year-to-date versus righties and that's exactly where we're going to go give me big meat Pete Alonzo the polar bear Starling Marte and Nimmo have all been doing work I think the Mets are going to get that right today next up Los Tigres Detroit Tigers from Rock City against Zach Logue check these numbers out 58% fly ball 26% barrel almost three home runs per nine allowed now granted it's an extremely tiny sample set but it's still yielding a two ERA. That's not going to stick. The other on this game is way too low for guys that have not really pitched at the major league level. Give us Robbie Grossman, Heimer Candelario, and Willie Castro. Oh yeah, love those guys. They will be at the cheaper setting. And again, all these players viable in DFS. I've been getting away from DFS, but really just as constituted, I'm finding now I'm playing DraftKings every single night because I really like winner take all. Not all the players that we cover are on jock market. I mean, that's part of the reason why I like it, excuse me, because the slate is finite, which is a good thing. But if you have names, and again, winner take all, which DFS kind of feels like winner take all anyway. I mean, it really does. Who wants to finish in 18th place and win 13 bucks or something? It makes no sense. I'd rather bet much less and go for the W. You could play against 100 people for a dollar when it takes all 100 bucks, like 112 people, something like that. There's $9 games against 24 people when it gets 200 bucks. I mean, and then in jock market, the individual players, all we're looking for 
for is a profit. Guys like Grossman, Candelario, and Castro will be at that middle or low setting. Grossman will probably be at the $5 range. Candelario and Castro might be even below that. Whereas a guy like Alonzo is going to cost you $7 generally or above, especially in a good matchup. So for the people really just starting on the promo cash, I wouldn't go for Alonzo. For the more well-funded players, let's say even more experienced players, you could get with those players lasting on Alonzo and players of that ilk if you are just starting. It doesn't mean you can't take them. Go with single shares. Don't over-lever yourself on expensive assets because that's how you're going to get in trouble. We don't want you to have to spend any more than the $100. If you play really smart with the $100 promo, you're going to take off with this. All right, let's get back up into the stacks. It's that same game. It's the Elephants balancing on beach balls, the Oakland Athletic righties against Joey Wentz. This is his major league debut. Again, the markets have just overcorrected to the unders. He has 20 innings pitched in the minors thus far. Been okay. 412 ERA, 107 whip, 34% K rate is awesome. 13% walk rate is not. Coupled with the two home runs per nine. I mean, that's just not great. That's kind of what we're looking for to attack from guys coming up. Yeah, the K rate is there. I know people are just not in love with these offenses, but give me Murphy. Give me Pinder. Give me Kevin Smith. Again, what we love so much about it. Now, Murphy checks the catcher box in DraftKings tonight. So that's why, how you know, you could see how we're building this for all platforms. Some of these guys may not be on total base props. A guy like Kevin Smith might be a half base prop. Could be easy. Get it in the second inning. All right, next up, Twins righties. They've been raking against Urquidy. On the Astros has really been struggling with fastball location to righties. And now you see how the split attack is not always, oh, why don't you just search lefty-righty? That's not always the case. It's a little more nuanced than that. Arcadis having trouble placing the fastball. And when you miss, right, trying to go away to righties as a righty, the miss is in over the middle. It's been really bad. Both the four-seamer and the cutter getting destroyed. In fact, he has three different pitches with a 750X slug, 400 Woba, 950. 15 OPS to righties year to date. Give me Polanco. Give me Arias. If Buxton's out, give me Celestino. How great is that pick for DraftKings? He'll probably be popular. Lasting on the differences in these games. When it comes, in particular, to players like Celestino, I don't know if he's on the jock market slate, but you could even say Arias. The same kind of, you know, not well-known, maybe lesser-known, you know, kind of player that still is in a good spot and could return a profit. In DraftKings, the entire world is going to pile on this guy, right? So let's you know, let's say he's going to lead off. The entire world piles on him. 100% ownership. Does nothing for us. It really is kind of a waste. You know, that's not what we're looking for. If a player is cheap in jock market, again, inherent leverage. If there is demand, the price goes up. So a guy like Arias or Celestino, we only like if they're cheap. If they become expensive, we want the market to have them. See how great chalk is in jock markets? Why are we constantly making money? No joke. All right, last stack, we got the St. Louis righties. Now they have struggled a bit against righties, but Watkins struggled really, man. 1,000 OPS, 400 Woba, year to date against righties. We're looking for O'Neal, Yepes, and Bader. O'Neal is going to be expensive. He could be worth it. Yepes and Bader should be cheap, although Word is out on Yepes. He was a $5 player, which I think is fine. I just wouldn't go anything above that. Let's not be chasing the dream, everybody. All right, so we got some stacks, right? Mets, righties, Tigers, righties, Oakland, righties, Twins, righties, Cardinals, righties. Tonight, all the players, I think we even had like a nice little mix with Castro and Candelario. We had Murphy, Rice. We have like infielders and outfielders. We have a whole little nice mix there. I think we got you a whole daily lineup. All right, next up, it's Wacky Wednesday. So what we're going to do... 
Today is jump back into the advanced leaderboard, but on the hitter side. So Tuesday, we looked at the advanced leaderboard on the pitching side, and I invite everyone to just check it out. You could just zoom out to the YouTube video and kind of look at the screenshot and try and put in as much work as possible to make it as easy for you to follow as possible, even if it means taking a screenshot, which I know some people have said has been pretty helpful, and then they just kind of refer back to it, which is fine if you don't even need the analysis, let's say the second time around again. If you're hanging out here, we just expect you to be really sharp. Oh, duh. All right, let's dive into this leaderboard on the hitter side. This is last 21 days. Again, I'm trying to... Maybe put a spotlight on not only stats that not everyone has access to, but then stats that maybe not everyone has access to the ability to time split. Right, We're getting that point of the season where year-to-date things may mean less and less if a player was off to a slow start, or maybe they were injured or getting acclimated. You know, those are things we want to be looking at. We don't want to just we don't just automatically lop off pieces of the season. But I like to incorporate everything. You know, the answer to everything is really a weighted average if you're trying to describe something to me. All right. Left hand side for the audio only listeners, please make sure you rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. MLB picks and bets mayo media net and then also hit the like button here on youtube and please please subscribe to the channel get up in the comments let you know let's know what, what we're doing that you like or don't like seriously this is all here for you uh, if you want something different you're going to get something different i'm not really stubborn you'd be surprised i do my most learning from sharp followership all right so you got our blast rate on the left is the leftmost column and we'll look at the right hand side of the middle as well sorry it was the worst last 21 blast if you're unfamiliar are the ideal subset of barrels it's the barrel of barrels the cadillac of barrels if you're from my neck of the woods so we really want to be looking at this right now because power has been at a premium where maybe we wouldn't just be chasing this if it were so prevalent right now it's not so there's a lot of really good players not hitting well we kind of want to circle the guys that are i mean i don't want to get into the weeds but one thing i've heard some smart people talk about is there's this obsession of course with the ball which is part of it we're also hearing a lot about like launch angle but i think there's a misconception there people think launch angle isn't just swing path it's it's not it's a lot of times where you hit the ball think of a pool ball I'm not very good at pool, but I do understand that where you hit the pool ball is the direction that it goes, right? That's how you gauge direction is where you strike on the ball. So it's the same thing for a pitch. So players that were aiming at the bottom of the ball to increase launch angle, the players that were doing that, um, they're kind of being punished. All right, so we got Bless Blast Rate, Rowdy Telez right at the top leading the league. You know, so if you had him just on the fringe or if he's available in 12-team leagues, you're adding him, you're starting him. If he goes in the tank, you sit him, and then if it sustains, you lose him. But don't be stubborn in a new environment. Again, we might be talking about hitters that are adjusting to a new environment that is helping them in a major way. So Telez, Aaron Judge, Trout, Staten, and that's white, right? You see the list kind of validate itself. Wisdom, Buxton, Harper, Fran Mill Reyes, there you go, Fran Mill Reyes. The blast rate is there on contact. Now, he's not making enough contact, although it's starting to turn around. If Fran Mill Reyes is hanging out there, don't allow that. Hunter Renfro, Jock Peterson, Brandon Marsh. Brandon Marsh looks legit. Don't let him fly out there. Schwarber, Austin Raleigh, Paven Smith. Same thing now. Paven Smith, not a 10-team guy. I think he's rosterable in 12-team. You're probably rolling him in and out. I don't know if you want to call it streaming or whatever. 15 teams, he must be owned. I saw him out there 
in a league or two. Don't allow that. My boy, Willie Adamas, just what we were looking for, looking great. Cody Bellinger and Christian Yelich, neck and neck in the belly verse. Yelich sweepstakes, rounded out with Max Stassi and Jorge Soler. Stassi just hit the IL. If he gets dropped, I think you should add him if you have an IL spot, because I do think he's a C1 if you're the type of player that has been streaming Trashola. Jorge Soler starting to wake up. I, I believe guys hit in bunches. The weather's getting warmer. Again, he could be making an adjustment to the ball. Get with Soler if he's out there. I think now would be even a time to try and buy low in a trade. All right. The middle column, the worst blast rate, of course, because we haven't had that big of a sample, are all zeros. So there were more zeros than spots that I had. So I took 20 of the most fantasy-relevant players with zero blasts. And I don't think there's a single one of them, maybe outside of one of my favorite players coming in, that we should be worrying about. Maybe two. Let's dive into it. I'm going to read you the list, and you'll see what I mean. Why it's important to see these stats, and why it's important to weigh them, but not to overreact to them at all. It's Bregman, Meadows, Elias Diaz, Kike Hernandez, Dalback, Witt Jr., Javi Baez, Segura, Votto, Aaron Hicks, Kybert Ruiz, Kenel Marte, Cronenworth, Colton Wong, Rosarena, Goldschmidt, Simeon, Treya Turner, Trent Grisham, Tommy Edmund. Really interesting list of people with zero. I'm not sure I let Aaron Hicks slip on there. That must have been Yankee bias. Sorry. Though, you know, a guy leading off of the Yankees should have fantasy viability. It hasn't really been that good. Well, the Yankees are rolling. Anyway, back to the goose eggs in this middle column there. You can't overreact to any of this stuff. And I think what we've seen is <laughs> power is tough this year. And you can't discard or overreact to really any of this stuff. Right? So guys like Bregman, you're all out. He's been pretty good anyway. The name I was talk- mentioning before was Bobby Dalback. And a guy like him that I really liked. And had you told me that we'd see the disciplinary gains that we hoped for, I would have been over the moon. And it hasn't come. I haven't benched him in 15 team leagues. I mean, I haven't dropped him, I'm sorry. I have benched him everywhere. I'm sorry. You cannot play him right now. You have to drop him in 12-team leagues, I believe. And that's what it is. Other than that, I think all these other guys, maybe minus Hicks I could see moving on from. The rest of these guys, I'm holding on tight. You know, Trent Grisham in point leagues, I could see getting rid of. You'd want to hold him for the steals. I don't think you've gotten them yet. So... Blast rate will become more important as we get a bigger sample and we really expect less and less zeros. We'll run this board again and again, but give you an idea of how prevalent the lack of power is out there. So if you have a couple of these guys and thinking, man, what's going on? There's a lot of it going on. It's not just you. All right, last column, MLB best ex-WOBA last 21. You know what this is, the best amalgamated stat that we have. Now, granted, you can't use this apples to apples the way that we have, but on the sliding scale, it still absolutely matters if you're not using this and have thrown it in the garbage, you're absolutely doing yourself a disservice. So let's dive into the Expo of the last 21. It's Freddie Freeman, Rowdy Telez. Of course, you're adding Rowdy Telez, 552 expected Woba. Last 21 jumping off the page, pop the hood, looking good. Holy cow, man. Manny Machado, Jordan Alvarez, Tim Anderson, all the best. Aaron Judge, Mookie Betts, Christian Yelich, who sandwiched in there? Paven Smith, you gotta add these guys. Don't let the bad jersey fool you, and don't let people telling you not to chase recency fool you. You chase it in 
times of desperation, right? You're not dropping him for anybody good that's hitting, but you drop him for someone that sucks or an open spot. Yes, that's what you do rather than be stubborn, right? Rather than roll out Dalback because you liked him coming in, you grab Paven Smith and you start him at the corner. Aaron Judge, Mookie Betts, there's Josh Naylor, 503X Woba, and these numbers were a couple days behind. It's three home runs since then. Naylor must be added everywhere. I remember, super touted prospect, and now I think he's only 24, getting all the playing time. Don't be stubborn. Yandy Diaz, we don't get the lift that we want, but he's hitting it hard all the time. He's always playing. Got to get with Diaz if he's available. Part to start him at the 1B, definitely a CI for sure, or a UT too. Juan Soto, Max Kepler, Trout, Eric Hosmer, Byron Buxman. Hosmer's probably the one here I'm not really buying. I would be shipping off if I could. Adamus, Gleyber Torres, Jock Peterson, and Ty France. Ty France really coming along thinking his breakout is upon us. So there's the fantasy stuff. Just to give you an idea of guys that we want to be circling, guys that you want to be getting behind, make sure that you're not allowing Paven Smith to be out there. Look at Max Stasi's and depending on the news and the injury, if it's only a minimal stay and you could upgrade to C, that's a great way to do it. Danny Jansen, also right on the cusp of coming back. Circle him. Get ready to add him. We are going to talk about 10 and 12 team ads tomorrow on the show. Let's dive into the betting board. That's the third pillar of profit. You see the parlay up on the day. I even put my betting ticket up there because, man, we got annihilated the last couple days. I don't know what's going on. Two days ago, it was awful beats. You will hardly ever hear me talk about results. But that White Sox result was pretty epic, right? Six runs in the ninth or whatever, and Hendricks just annihilated and Naylor, first player ever to hit. You know, two, three run homers, one was a grand slam, but two, three or more home runs after the eighth inning ever in the history of baseball. And anytime you get an ever in the history of baseball, it's really impressive. You know, you're talking about the sample is just so, so incredible. So I wanted to at least show you that, you know, I'm 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 going down with you. You know what I mean? I really don't just throw this stuff. I really don't. And it's why, you know, these things are so measured. And I, I you know, don't be taken by the number. I do bet a lot because I have a... You know, it's a small business of mine, and I've actually scaled it back, having built other businesses. You know, which is funny. Uh, people ask me, I think this was today's feather in the cap. Today's lesson is going to be just that. You know, how do you do it, sports betting? It's very difficult, and it's not something that I do as a sole, you know, um, source of income is what I should say. You know, I don't do that. I, I have at points, and it's very stressful. And when I, when I was doing it, I wanted to make sure that I had other things that were assured. So, you, again, very open about my process, and I think that's why you see some of the boring stuff, right? When you see the decimal points that we're betting, and you check out the Patreon page, and you see the stuff that we're doing, and you're betting point two, oh, well, you know, point two was a lot of money if, you know, depending on what your bankroll is, right? If a unit is truly a, a percent, then, I mean, you know, if you're betting 10 bucks, it's a thousand dollar roll, right? But a lot of people are like, 10, oh, I'm not betting 10, oh, 10 bucks, you know what I mean? Well, 10 bucks, it is, that's what it is, right? Because $10 is 10% of 100, and it's 1% of 1,000. So if, how many people are really doing the math correctly in this and whatever? And I just stuck like 17 feathers in your cap. Hopefully, I just started brush fires in the minds of men and women all over YouTube to think about responsibility and betting and then expectations and how that when they say it takes money to make money, which really is the truth. You just don't want to be betting more 
yeah, you wouldn't be betting more, but because it's a function of a greater bankroll, and not because you're betting more as a function of higher raising your risk. So whatever, there's 19 lessons in one for everybody. If you want, if you want to, you know, be sustainable and do this stuff where it's a source of income, like that's how you do it. I'm sorry, the answer is not because we pick winners and see into the future. That's just not how you do it. All right. So first thing we alluded to, what we thought about Oakland and Detroit over seven and a half. Really just insanely low. This is, I'm sorry, this is just a real overcorrection. You know, Logue's got beat up. It's only six and a third, but the stats are just awful. Jumping off the page, but it's not even about picking on these guys. He's a rookie, right? He's a rookie. So we're talking about a guy his second career start, a guy making his first career start. Yes, they're not against the best offenses, but Detroit is starting to hit right now. So, like, an offense that's good, I don't know. I just can't. Again, I know it's dead ball, a sopping wet ball of hair, you know, kind of flopping around. That but listen, man, give me the 07.5. You're still getting a good price on it. I, I don't know. I just don't. You know, listen, there's always a good chance um, debut guys get beat up. Next up, we got Boston. I know they really have not been great, but we have the pitching edge here. Love Evalde for sure. Um, you can check the price in the F5. That's viable as well. Boston bats really have been great, but neither has Atlanta. Atlanta 87 WRC plus, 28% strikeout rate last, 7, 78% in zone contact rate. That's 220 plate appearances. So I think Eovaldi is going to get it done, get it done with the strikeouts. Maybe we got to look at the K-prop for Eovaldi as well. Atlanta, pretty free swing. Ben Last, I'll give you a quick one here because we do have another minute. I was going to get with Houston right again. This is the first of parlay. I don't get to run everything. I, I get up so early in the morning to start running as many filters as I can because they need info from last night in order to really get everything sharp and I'm going, it's not good. I don't just throw everything. It's numbers included, but I always have this stuff kind of circled that I like. And I saw Arkady for Houston. I thought, wow, you know, 130 or whatever it was. That looks like maybe something we could back. I mean, Arkady's been kind of a mess. You know, I'm trying, if you notice, I'm trying to give you a little more info as I get better at automating the process and kind of combining everything together. I had something... Oh, yeah, we said it before. Um, we were talking about it with righties, but he's living in the middle of the plate. His heart rate on the season is up over 28. You know, that's really way too high. Right? One out of better than one out of every four pitches is landing in that, that X spot. I, I'm going to get away from Rikidi for now. We can attack him um, in daily and jock market formats. Give me Michaelis to get right and the Cardinals against Baltimore. Baltimore offense has been okay, but Michaelis really, really, really plays into this ball. Like, this is exactly what, you know, he was, like, built for this, right? Like, throwing throwing the lead ball, keeping it down on the ground. You're going to get all the double plays. Baltimore, though, hitting well, they're still not very disciplined. Michaelis is especially tough on righty. So, I think they're going to have a tough time. The Baltimore bullpen is not very good. So, I, I think Cardinals get right today against Watkins, who... I'm really not a fan of. And I do like a bounce back for the Cardinals as well, right? Even when we're not a fan of an offense, guys that are good, they just got mopped. Like, I'd be less into this bet if the Cardinals scored 10 yesterday, right? I'm less into that, right? I'd rather kind of reverse and look for rectangular action than look for perpetual um, continuation. Well, we stuck one last feather. Pop in the back of the hat before we get out of here. Thanks, everybody. That'll do it. So remember, Oakland, Detroit, 07.5. Boston, Moneyline, St. Louis, Full game run line, minus one and a half for the audio only listeners. Didn't forget you. Minus 110, plus 100, minus 110, respectively. So I'm trying to give plays that would stand on their own if we do have, 
you know, full unit players. So, I, again, I, I really hate Juice. Juice does belong in parlays, in my opinion. But I do have standalone stuff here. So, I think, you know, I always try to put stuff out that I think if we hit them both, I think we get two out of three, and I think this is a profitable venture. If not, the parlay is at plus 649. Hopefully, we hit it today, and it pays for the week, right? So, I hope that this is a profitable venture. And I, that always is going to be what you're going to get with me. And I think that's kind of why, slowly but surely, people are kind of gravitating to this thing of ours, like this thing that we do. You know, betting is supposed to be fun, but it should be responsible. And the best way to make it fun to me is to keep being able to do it without having to you know go to your wife or your husband or your you know significant other hat in your hand crying about how you got smoked out yeah like i lost yesterday yeah okay like 110 win teams lose single games 15 to 0 i'm not sure what the point is you know what i mean i'm not sure what the point is of that it doesn't matter right the season is not determined by that so again future performance is not determined by past performance those are not correlated what the process is and the input is. So that's why we keep doing this thing of hours, man. Remember, five hours to prepare for something. Five hours to chop down the tree. I'm going to spend four hours sharpening the axe, everyone. All right, I hope we made some money today. We got our stacks. We got our fantasy players. And we've got some parlays. Let's cash those tickets, everybody. I catches on the flip side. Remember, please download the Jock Market app. Get that match up for 100 bucks. I know many of you have. Use the code MMN for Mayo Media Net. And just catch me in there. Check out the Patreon page where, where we're not just even throwing any names at you. You're getting the prices, any applications. You could tweet at me if you... Uh, I don't mind answering DMs, but DMs fill and then it's just one person that gets the attention. Tag me on Twitter and we'll, you know, we'll do it for everybody. Again, it's not my time that I'm trying to monopolize. I just got to share it with everybody. So please rate, review, and subscribe to the audio stuff. Like and subscribe to the YouTube channel, the animated thumbs up button. Get up in the comments. Let Patty M know what kind of a great job we're doing, right? We having fun or what, baby? Loving every bit of this. All right, man. I catch you on the flip side. We'll check you tomorrow. Hopefully, i see you at the cashier window. And remember, when you work this hard, it feels a lot less like luck, yo. Peace.